the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing more. Taking a look at stories, investment ideas, themes to get you to retirement, hopefully sooner than later, or at least stronger than weaker, if that makes any sense. Oh, boy. Um, It's Apple Day. What do I mean by that? What to expect from Apple's annual iPhone launch? I don't know. Do we need a new iPhone every year, or... Does it kind of take away the specialness of the ooh and ah factor? Ah. Apple's holding its annual event. Expected to announce three new iPhone models. Each model will be a successor to the iPhone XR, the iPhone XS, and the iPhone XS Max. Apple's also expected to announce price and launch dates for its new video streaming service, Apple TV+. Plus. And it's gaming service Apple Arcade, which I've already been playing with Apple's iOS 13. And uh, it's nice. It's nice. Um, you know, the little functions like deleting apps, a little bit better. Little functions like dark mode, I like. Is there anything in the new iOS that I've, I've previewed so far that is game changer? No, but it is. It's slowly always improvements. There's little nuances to add to networking sites and situations like that that are, are very nice. But the ooh ah, ooh ah, palm across, ooh ah, palm across is not there. So will the products have it? Is two cameras going to three cameras the ooh ah that we all need? I'll tell you what, the Apple phones, they take nice photos. Compared to where they were five, ten years ago, absolutely, right? The fact that the iPhone, and most phones, I guess you could say, have put digital cameras out tells you they do a good job. Maybe not great, but good. So ever since the fall of 2011, way back when I was two. No, no, I guess I wasn't two, huh? I guess it wasn't that way back. You know, Apple's had a launch event in California where it reveals its annual iPhone update. Um, Steve Jobs used to make it kind of famous by saying things, oh, and one more thing. And we'd all go, what is the one more thing? It'd be nice if Apple had one more thing. But again, is it just an upgrade of the phones, the AirPods, the watch? Tech companies hold flashy events when they reveal new products. None of them get the same buzz that Apple does. Last September's launch event had over 3 million views on YouTube. That's not a bad day. You know, when we're looking at the scope of things, where the Super Bowl's considered the end-all, be-all 
of advertising and you get 3 million people who want to find you, it's not like there's an Apple channel. It's not like, well, maybe there are, people are holding uh, Apple update parties or something like that, but I doubt it. I haven't been invited to one. So this year's event shaping up to be no different than last year's event. Stocks playing with a $215 level. We'll watch how the stock responds. I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more about the Apple card. I, I, I'm scratching my head. They have to have a rabbit up their yin-yang that they're going to pull out about the Apple TV streaming service. When we see what Disney's getting ready to pull, shot, pull off, and if you haven't seen it, you should go like watch the uh, trailer for The Mandalorian. It's kind of a Boba Fett ripoff part of the universe. And uh, it's not bad with Disney. So I'm not sure if we're going to get iPad updates because they kind of updated those probably about four months ago. Mac computers, same thing. How do they make incremental changes sexy? New software, better cameras, faster processors. Yeah, and I'll say this, like uh, the new iOS 13, it does use the face recognition a little bit faster than iOS 12. But I don't know. Are you excited? If so, drop me a call, 800-516-1220. Um, Apple is in the news. Um, the Apple Watch, you know, there's one area that I guess I could see some positives. It's maybe, maybe some, some subscriptions. Um, it's kind of been found out there that the new Apple Watch, not even the new Apple Watch, but the new Apple Watch software is going to have some features in it. One of them is going to be school time, which I guess I, I, I'm not in school right now. And I don't have kids who wear Apple Watches, but supposedly it's a pretty big issue with kids taking sometimes two or three devices to class just in case one of them gets taken by the teacher uh, with cheating. School time is going to be a feature that basically is going to block access to apps or other distracting features during school day. It's going to enable students to call their parents um, or their emergency numbers. But that's about it. The one that I'm excited for with the Apple Watch is a sleep tracking app called Burrito. I don't know much about sleep tracking, but I can tell you guys I've gotten older, sleep is uh, it's a problem for me. So now here's the question. I'm not a big fan of wearing anything to bed. I know you're saying, are you saying you sleep naked? I'm not saying that. It's not an O. It's a sexy time. It's it's French music. It's it's business time is what I'm talking about. You don't have to offend me, Mr. Producer Man, who fell asleep on the job yesterday and who's going to Hawaii with his... Ki- so, uh, the Apple Watch Burrito, time in bed tracking. You know, there's some things like a couple years ago, uh, Apple came up with an app that was kind of playing with the idea of how long you're using various apps and how long, how much screen time, because it became a social thing 
where people are like, kids are using too much screen time and their brains are turning to puddles. So they kind of kind of caved. I have screen time on my phone and I don't really pay attention to that feature, right? So will Brito be something that's tracking my time in bed? And will it know when I'm making whoopee? I don't know. What does it mean? Um, Apple says it won't need new hardware. Instead, it'll use the watch's existing sensors and inputs to measure the quality of a person's sleep. It'll also automatically turn off alarms if the user wakes up before their alarm is supposed to wake up. Apple bought a sleep tracking hardware startup called Bedit in 2017, but it's unclear how that technology is going to relate to it. So today is Apple Day. Tomorrow we'll be talking about some of the features. You can find out all of them yourself and watch the iPhone roll out today on YouTube. But uh, times have changed a little bit. Coming up, I'm going to talk about some stock ideas, some investment ideas. Um, I have some some legit, too legit to quit ideas for you today. Uh, plus, we're going to take a look at what's happening on Wall Street and why. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Big event coming up in San Jose with CFP Chad Burton and myself. It's going to be an all-day event on Saturday. Two events, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. You can go to newfocusfinancial.com and learn more about the event coming up at the Rotary Club in San Jose in two Saturdays from now at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. Let's talk Hammer. Why not? Little MC Hammer early 90s action. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing this song or you can't touch this. He was all about, uh, I'm not going to say fashion, because I'm kind of stepping out of my wheelhouse, so to speak. He was worth $33 million in 1991. It's so funny. I've got a good amount of money. I'm not in that ballpark, but close. I'm somewhere in that ballpark, right? I'm in that league. And I don't see myself ever, ever, never wearing baggy pants and tons of gold, right? Hammer was born Stanley Burrell. Five years after his hit songs and being worth $33 million, he had debts to the tune of $13 million. Hammer went bankrupt in 1996. Something to think about, right? One of the things that he blames it on is, you know, the fact that he had 200 people employed. <laughs> oh, there it is right there. He had a payroll of a million plus dollars a month. I don't know how he's doing today. I got to imagine that his name still has some uh, brand to it. He does 50 concerts plus a year. I got to imagine those are, how should we say, minus his 200 person posse. He preaches, I know that. In theory, he's doing some entrepreneurial stuff, Shark Tank kind of stuff, like making iPad apps, trying to figure out ways to invest in internet startups, maybe just with his name, maybe with some of his previous money. Uh, Considered a bit of a super geek, but once worth $33 million, five years later, in debt to the tune of $13 million. 
I think, and again, this is where I don't know completely what was rumor, what was real. Hammer lives in the Silicon Valley, and I think there was rumors. And again, did he have a gate made out of gold in front of his house? Something like that. Maybe it's just gold plating. Kind of like that audacious stuff that Trump has. Just the you know the gold plating everywhere. I'm, I know, right? He's got five children. Five children, 200 employees. Yeah, that'll take a lot of money, right? More than you'd imagine. I bring that up again because watch how you spend your money. I've got a second home that I pay property taxes on in California. Property taxes are high. I could have bought in Nevada and not paid as high, but then the home would have been three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars more for a home that I didn't really want. So having a second home is stupid unless you're financially stable. And again, I consider myself to be, but I could also say I feel kind of stupid about the whole thing. So take it for what it's worth. Don't don't fret. Don't get upset. You too could be MC Hammer if you don't watch the way you spend your money. There's a pretty crazy video right now going around showing a guy driving his Tesla dead asleep. Elon Musk, is CEO of Tesla, he has to kind of like this. He has to kind of hate it because he wants robo taxis, self-driving robo taxis, by the end of 2020. A 28 second clip has been posted to Twitter. Um, it's been viewed about a million plus times. Some guy literally sleeping at the wheel. So I think that's kind of awesome, and I also think it's kind of crazy, right? I don't want to be the guy who loses his kid to a guy who fell asleep at his wheel of his Tesla. You know what I'm saying? 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. One of the big stories these days is China versus the U.S. The so-called Sino-U.S. trade war. One of the things that I could tell you from the analyst reports and the research is that China has always been very enamored with our tech. They grab it, they use it, they enjoy it as a nation. The problem is, a couple years later, they've kind of reversed engineered it all. So there's an analyst out today with a research report saying, you know, China will never trust the United States again, and it'll achieve its technology independence within seven years. So some of the ramifications sometimes take a ripple effect years to play out. China tech giant Huawei was placed on a U.S. blacklist, restricting the firm from purchasing American-made chips and software unless they got permission to do so. Some American mobile networks also use Huawei gear. And uh, it's just interesting to hear that some people are starting to think in the future. Under government-led Made in China 2025 initiative, the country aims to produce 40% of its semiconductors by 2020 and 70% by 2025. So they have a plan to wean themselves off and to basically make it their own. Um, It's worthy of noting I see a lot of very cocky and arrogant people. The home next to mine recently sold for $1.9 million. 
I live five miles from Facebook, maybe 10 miles from Google. And it sold for $1.8, $1.9 million. It's all of about 1,550 square feet. You can see the people coming in and out and talking about it. Most of them are young people. You can tell that they had stock options, per se. Uh, the insides, the man who had owned it, his wife died, I want to say about 14, 15 years ago. Liver disease. She drank herself to death. He did the same. It just took him longer to die. Um, the house had rats. I know you're saying, you live next to a rat-infested house? Yep. Um, the creek in back brought the rats up, and the lack of cleaning up his brush let the rats move right on in. Almost $2 million for less than 1,600 square feet. People around my town talk about how, you know, it's a good investment. I don't think it is. I've made really good money, paper money, on real estate in my town. But I'm smart enough to know if China starts making their own semiconductors, that's going to hurt Silicon Valley. Because they're a big consumer of tech. And the more that they make in China, the, the less need we have to hire people here. Revenue per employee goes down. Companies start cutting employees. Employees don't find jobs. Employees sell houses. More houses hit the market. Inventory rises. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Interesting to note, Salesforce is launching some ads that explains exactly what the $130 billion company does. It's a cloud company. We know that. But very few people actually know what they do. Big event coming up Saturday, September 21st. Two seminars, 9.30 to 11, and one from 1 to 3. Rotary Summit Center, 7th floor. The event in the beginning is investing beyond a 401k. The event in the afternoon is retirement income and tax planning. You can sign up at Rob Black Show or newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Learn more there and use code radio25 to get in for free. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. I try to connect some of the dots in media, financial media. Try to show you some trends. Try to say things that make sense, like buy term life insurance and invest the rest. You don't really want your life insurance to be an investment. You want it to be a worst-case scenario in case you die. You don't need it to have bells and whistles. You don't need it to be an investment. You need it to pay your spouse or your loved one in case you kick over dead. I'm one year away from being the age that my dad had a massive heart attack. When he had that big heart attack, he lived. But during that time, they put his butt down in a hospital bed. They started looking at his body. and They found cancer in his lungs. So as soon as he got good from the heart attack, where they literally take a saw and cut open your chest. Wow. The scar is something else, I'll tell you that. Uh, they started uh, cutting up his lungs. 
They removed a good portion of his lungs, and ultimately he went through cancer, uh, chemo and radiation. Had another six years to live. Went back to the hospital at some point, and they said, your cancer spread. At that point in time, the doctor said, Mr. Black, you will be dead in six months. Go make your peace. And he died six months almost to the day. Fortunately, he didn't die three months later, two months later, because he still had a lot of peace to make. So I try to tell you things like, buy term life and invest the rest. I try to tell you things like, turning 50 stinks. Take care of your health. Go for a 30-minute walk every day if you can. Buy a dog if you have to. Exercising is one way to do uh, yourself a, a financial favor. Um, changing topics ever so slightly. Oh, and by the way, my dad died with a life insurance policy that a whole life policy that had expired. Whoops. He forgot to sign the paperwork with six months left to live. You know why? He was focused on dying versus focused on taking care of people he, li- he loved. That's another thing that sucks about getting old. Your, your mental focus isn't always there. A good friend of mine, his father tried to commit suicide recently. And he just didn't want to be a burden to his family because he was he's starting very, very, very early on um, a cognitive disease that's going to take him down. But it could take 20 years to take him down. He could die of natural causes before that. So getting old sucks. And that's one of the reasons why you need to take care of your parents a little bit more and talk to them about finances more so than you ever have, even if they're uncomfortable doing it. Wimpy. When I was growing up, I watched cartoons. Popeye was one of them. I don't know how or why. It seems like I should be way too young to have actually watched Popeye. I don't think I had a crush on olive oil, but I did date a girl who looked strangely like olive oil in my life. And when you try to tell her, you know, you should go as olive oil on Halloween. She gets pissed off and gets mad at you. Because she had, how shall we say, not a lot of body fat. Super tall and skinny. So, Wimpy was a character I never understood. From Popeyes. 19... <laughs> exactly. And another phrase that he would say is, Cook me up a hamburger. I'll pay you Tuesday. Or he'd say, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. And oddly enough, he never comes around on Tuesday. I know you're saying, okay, what's the point? I'm going to talk about Popeyes. I know you're saying, that's an odd transition. You went really far for that one. August was a strange month. On Wall Street, we saw the return of excitement. The VIX kind of got crazy. We saw the markets swoon down. We saw the markets boom up. Talk of recession, the inverted yield curve became a thing. But it was also a month where we heard way too much about Chick-fil-A and Popeyes. It was a social media tiff, if you will. Long lines, sandwich shortages, and reports of overwhelmed employees all hit the media. Popeyes ran out of chicken. Now, 
I spent some adult years in the on the East Coast, and you know the staples in fast food: McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. Popeyes was there, but it wasn't one of the top three. Nor was Chick Fil A at the time. Popeyes has become relevant because of a freaking fracking chicken sandwich. There's a company called Restaurant Brands Restaurant Brands International. Ticker symbol is uh, QSR. QSR Quick Service Restaurant, and they own a couple of restaurants. Now, August is going to turn out to be one of those marketing months that you can only dream of, and we should keep an eye on on RBI Restaurant Brands International as a stock as a trend. Because people like me were talking about it on radio and television. There was a Twitter debate. I know you're saying Twitter debate. Yeah. A viral sensation is tough to come by. And you almost can't make it up. But it kind of feels like the fast food companies are making it up, right? They're kind of creating their own media buzz. Same store sales are going to be up. Probably 8% it looks like. And that's damn good. In the world of QSRs, McDonald's would kill for 8% same-store sales. It turns out, if you do a little number crunching, that chicken sandwich accounted for about 30% of sales for Popeyes. Again, a member of Restaurant Brands International, RBI. 30% of sales. It was only available for six to seven days, and then it ran out. People are trying to sell said Popeye's chicken sandwich on eBay. $100,000. Now, you got A, you got to imagine it's a joke, and B, you got to imagine it's a joke. Because if that's true, I, I, I don't want to live in this world anymore. I get the 30% of sales for six to seven days for the whole month. I get it. One analyst thinks that the chicken sandwich will actually end up accounting for about 40% of sales. And that Popeye's restaurants were selling about 1,000 sandwiches a day. They ran out. There was a media story yesterday that two armed criminals went into a Popeye's demanding the sandwich. And I'm at a loss. Now, do I expect... Burger King and McDonald's to fire back. I kind of do. Burger King had the much hyped Impossible Whopper promotion, but it moved the needle, but not nearly as much as the needle was moved with the Popeye's chicken sandwich. So analysts are raising numbers. McDonald's is out there. I saw McDonald's uh, today bought a drive-through technology company. I swore off McDonald's for about ten years. Then I had a kid, and over the next ten years, you're like, I'm not going to McDonald's. My kid's not going to get a Happy Meal. My kid's not going to eat that horrible food. My kid's not going to do it. And then you you end up there, and you don't know why. McDonald's had a solid July, largely due to a rising average check. It's struggling with breakfast. A couple of years ago, breakfast was all that in a bucket of chicken. Now, it took a step down in the quarter, probably because of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. The stock stepped down. 
Now, we know that McDonald's has things in their playbook like the McRib. I know you're saying you're talking a lot about QSRs. These are investments, ladies and gentlemen. And the sooner you start looking at a McRib as a product, much like a semiconductor, the sooner you can start seeing that you can make you can trade some of these things. You can invest in some of these things. Uh, McDonald's has an upcoming spicy barbecue chicken sandwich. Very conservative. Burger King had its impossible Whopper. Wendy's was banking on the return of its much-beloved spicy chicken nuggets. Do you see all these commercials? Now that I'm saying spicy chicken nuggets, you're like, oh, yeah, I have seen that commercial recently. Wendy's is still pushing the spicy chicken nuggets. Fast food wars, right? If you look back in history and you saw... Burger King and McDonald's is essentially the same type of company in the 1950s. Why did McDonald's dominate? It's good stuff. The WeWork IPO is full speed ahead right now. And I'm telling you, the feedback is not positive. Uh, The roadshow for the We company, that's the startup's parent company, is set to kick off next Monday. And it's one of those unicorns that I wouldn't possibly be drunk enough to ever buy. You can give me all the alcohol in the world, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't seduce me to buy it. The Wee Company, founded in 2010 by CEO Adam Newman, I don't like him. He doesn't work for me. The company bought the name Wee from Newman for $6 million. I just don't get it. I get chicken sandwiches. Big event coming up September 21 in San Jose. Two events, one for beginners, one for people pushing retirement. Learn more at newfocusfinancial.com. Use code radio25 to get in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Oi! You would think... That I'm massively obese with how much I talk about fast food. It's just uh, sometimes I get stuck on it because it's, it's, it's something we all can relate to. And from an investment decision, it's something we could all kind of grasp. I have one more fast food angle. Do you remember a couple years ago, there was the whole livable wage argument? It was played out on television. The morning shows would... Let's cut to San Francisco where there's a march going on for the livable wage. Look at all these workers who work at fast food like five guys. And we changed laws that basically said you have to pay a higher minimum wage. If people work 33 hours, you have to give them benefits. We started tinkering with it. Now, I remember being a kid. And uh, I never worked at McDonald's or Wendy's or anything like that. I always wanted to be like a waiter kind of thing. So I'd work at like Big Boy, Bob's Big Boy and thing like that. I'd work the horrible jobs. But I remember fast food very, very relevantly. There would be times where we'd get off work and, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, what do you want to do? Let's go to McDonald's and get some nuggets. Or let's go to McDonald's and get some burgers and fries. It was a place you could hang out. After school, you could hang out. If you skipped school lunch, you can go to McDonald's. Like, it was a thing, right? I remember going to McDonald's and seeing, like, 
six cashiers. And call me sexist. I don't know if this will work on air now or not. But weren't they all females under the age of 20? And the guys were in back flipping the burgers and, and dropping the grease. I dated a girl who was a Wendy's cashier, and I dated a girl who was a McDonald's drive through person. Uh, at one point in time in America, one out of four teenagers had worked at a McDonald's. That's how many people they hired. I don't know if that stat's still true. It doesn't seem like it is. But it was a first job. You got to learn how to tell your boss, screw off. You got to learn how to say, oh, if I say that, I'm going to get fired. And dad's not going to be happy that I lost my job. And I'm not going to have money to buy video games or, you know, junk food or whatever. So the part of the problem is those cute cashiers and the dudes in the back dropping the burgers. They're going the way of the dodo bird. And it's kind of about that $15 minimum wage thing, the livable wage. A company like McDonald's can't make a lot of money when they're selling you 20 freaking chicken nuggets for $5. You can't even make, you can't even make what the, the volume of food that you can get for the price that you pay. If you tried to do that at home, you probably couldn't. When you factor in the grease, when you factor in the oven, when you factor in the gas, when you factor in the, you know, the utensils that you have to use to cut the, the chicken and all that, how they do it's weird. So McDonald's is moving away from human beings and moving more towards automation. And I went into one probably over the summer to get a McFlurry or something like that. And there was one employee behind the, there was one person as a cashier gone are the days of tens well three or four or five there's one and there's kiosks now now let's keep talking about this let's keep thinking about this do you think those people who were thinking about livable wages took their 15 dollars and went back to college and got more job skills or do you think the kiosks are putting them out of business i think the kiosks are putting them out of business and corporations are living people defined by the IRS. Would you not try to save money in your life if you, had, if you were like MC Hammer and you had 200 employees? Wouldn't you try to cut that down to two or three? Yeah, I think so. So McDonald's just announced a big purchase. They've been moving towards artificial intelligence. And it appears that very, very soon, you're going to be ordering your Big Macs through a voice-operated drive-thru. You know, you talk to Siri, hey, Siri, play Rob Black and your money. I love doing that. Someone's phone right now is going off. Hey, Siri, or hey, Alexa, turn off the lights. Um, so someone's home right now, and their Alexa's turning off their lights, and I find that funny. Hey, Alexa, play Imagine Dragons. So McDonald's commitment to innovation is, is like, blah, 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 blah. We've had an inspired team, blah, 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 blah. We're trying to get various engagements from the customer. And what it really is, is let's save some money. Let's, let's roboticize everything that we can roboticize. I know you're saying, I don't think roboticize is a word. The Golden Arch has said it's tested a company called Apprentice Technology at select restaurants. How it works, you drive up to a menu board, you speak to a voice-powered machine, just like ordering stuff from Amazon's Alexa. 
You place your order. You drive up. Pick up your order. Um, gone are the days of having to repeat your order five times into a drive-through, which ultimately slows down the drive-through lane. So that's positive. What could snag McDonald's? Some negative headlines on this though is the potential removal of an extra crew member, crew member, team member. Ha! <laughs> Employ fifteen dollars an hour. Uh, McDonald's is getting serious about harnessing tech to rethink its operations. Will people revolt? I don't know. I know a couple. They've got a kid my kid's age, and uh, they own a Five Guys. They own a couple Five Guys. And they said when that whole $15 an hour livable wage thing was kind of all in the headlines, they're like, we're just not going to let, we're going to let people work 32 hours. We're never going to let, ever, ever let people work 33. We just can't afford it. It's interesting to watch McDonald's and ordering kiosks and talking to robots, um, putting people out of jobs. Now, the question is, are we training people? My neighbor, his kid said, I want to go to college so I can, I want a degree that I could actually be heavily in demand with. Kids are getting smarter. He knows he ain't going to be working at McDonald's and, uh, out of college. He knows they're not going to hire him. He knows if he's a rocket scientist, they will. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Big seminar coming up in San Jose on the 21st of this month. Two of them, one for beginners, one for people in retirement. You can learn more at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25 when you sign up for September 21st. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com